For the first time since the backyard brawl, Pitt has actually looked like a good team. Is that Pitt playing good or their opponents playing bad? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of November 19th, 2022, and this is the Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. Top two keynotes right off the bat this week. The D-line looked like the Pit D-line last week, and they, I think they could finish in the top three in the entire country of defensive lines if they keep it up. <laughs> and the other note, Slovis is going to be one hell of an XFL quarterback, Vince. That's my take from that game against UVA. Uh, Well, uh, yeah, a lot of discussion on both those topics uh, I've seen this week. (laughs) Maybe not quite XFL-related, but but Keaton Slovis' future uh, with this program. We'll we'll be discussing that a little later on. Uh, But but, yeah, the defense, uh, particularly that defensive line, really uh, rounding in the form. Was that, I don't know if that was a product of playing against uh, some, a couple teams that are just inept offensively. But we'll discuss... Uh, th- this week, either way, uh, great victory for the Panthers on Saturday. Absolutely, and of course, we got the breakdown of the upcoming game against Duke. So we have a lot of work to do this week, big college football games to get into. Before we do it all, let's carny bark at you and tell you that you could hit us up on Twitter at H2P Show. And of course, DMs are always open. Reach out that way if you do it on social media or if you want to send an email, hail to pitpodcast at gmail.com. That's hail, H A I L, the number two, pitpodcast at gmail.com. We always welcome hot takes, angry fanthers, support, kind words, suggestions. It's all welcome and appreciated. We appreciate all the feedback and love and the hate, although we don't really get any because pit fans are kind to each other and of course panther lairs where it's at people aren't always kind on there vince but i for the most part i'd say it's pretty civil even though it gets kind of rowdy and of course you got reddit everywhere pit people talking pit we're there and we appreciate everybody and we appreciate our our great sponsors and of course our production team at pretty easy podcasts super affordable super friendly super yeah easy to work with you just go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you say hey i want to i want to do a podcast and i need help i don't know anything about all this audio stuff i I, i'm i'm a professional and i want to do a show about my profession like i don't know maybe you're maybe you're a car salesman and you want to tell everyone how you're the king of cars or the queen of cars and you don't know anything about audio or editing you know all about i don't know selling cars well, Pretty Easy Podcast comes in at an affordable rate, and they help you with all that stuff you don't know about, and you sound like a produ- professional production, just like we do each and every single week here on the Hell to Pit Podcast, and all you have to do is go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. And they do it large, baby, because they're showing up, and we're international this week, Vince. I'm, I'm watching pit games now in Europe the rest of the year. Except this last game I watched on the road to the airport to get to Europe. But this weekend, this Duke game will be my first game. I believe I'll be in Portugal during Pitt Duke. Okay. I don't think I'm going to find any. You know any Pitt bars in I, Porto? I, I don't I don't know if Pitt uh, has a big following in Portugal. S- some other European countries, sure, but uh, but probably not probably not Portugal. Well, well, maybe throughout the show I'll, I'll be Googling it while you talk and try to find it. If anyone knows any spots in uh, Portugal for me to watch the pit game against Duke, hit me up. But let's review this Virginia uh, game first, Vince. And before we even get into the game, horrible, horrible news after that game uh, and uh, the shooting of a few Virginia uh, football players p- passing away, horrific and just as a pit fan and someone from the other side of last weekend's game all my heart my soul goes out to everybody that is just terrible unnecessary and god-awful yeah just a, an absolute tragedy 
uh, horrible that it happened, horrible that it happened uh, to a a first class uh, university like like Virginia. Just just absolutely awful. Uh, they've, They've canceled their game against Coastal Carolina. Uh, this week, unsure if they're going to play their their uh, season finale against Virginia Tech. Uh, all ACC teams are going to be uh, honoring uh, the, the the passing of the several Virginia players uh, this this Saturday. Just a, a horrible, horrible tragedy. Yeah, as they should. The ACC will pay homage to them. I know Pitt will, uh, and yeah, just horrible to see um, after a game where. You know, we, we could we could have maybe it's a it's it's really just ugh, awful. You, you kind of want to get into some things, but you don't. So it's, you got to tread lightly. You don't want to uh, gloat or anything. I think Pitts handled this uh, with class uh, coming off a pretty dominant win against UVA last weekend. Yep. Yep. Started uh, started the game. Can't not much better you can do than, than what the Panthers did. Two pick sixes back to back. MJ Devonshire and Marquez Williams. Uh, that's, that's some, some good stuff there. Uh, jumping on them early. Never seen anything like that. That wasn't in a game of Madden or NCAA. <laughs> yeah, just, just wild. Uh, and, and, you know, once Pitt was up there, uh, you know, they scored two more times, you know, 28, nothing at the half, just absolutely dominating, uh, it, Virginia, I think Virginia only had like 56 total yards at half, Allen. Uh, they only had 144 for the whole game. Uh, you know, Pitt's offense, uh, it didn't have to do a whole lot. Uh, but, you know, certainly in that first half, uh, they got, uh, you know, they, they added some extra scores and really put the game out of reach. I've never seen a game end in the first 14 seconds. It was over well, right I, away. I, 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 don't, I don't know if you remember this, Alan, but in, in 2007, we had to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings to watch a pit play at Virginia uh, in a game that was on ESPNU, which at the time was a channel nobody got. And Pitt was down very early in that game as well. You know, it was over in the first five minutes, you know, down 21 nothing or something like that. So I, I feel like, you know, those demons have been exercised for sure here. But, yeah, it, it was something. And and I'll say this, you know, if it wasn't for Pitt being such a heavily penalized team, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in that second half, they would have scored several more times. This really could have been. Uh, even a bigger blowout than what it was. Oh, absolutely. That was, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was not wanting to pour it on or just just still being, no, we know what it was. They're just undisciplined. <laughs> they, <have no> dis- <laughs> <laughs> they just can't, even in a game like that. So uh, what are you, you going to do? But, hey, that is near perfect on the defensive side of the ball, if you ask me. Eight sacks in that game. Um not 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 that they were you know playing against the uh, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, but to go out there and do that against any team in the ACC is awful impressive. And it's the first time we saw, I think, the pit defense that we were hoping to see all year. Yeah, yeah, you got you had sacks from from you know col- multiple sacks from from Kalijah Cansey and you know John Morgan Haba getting in there as well. Um, you know, last week, you know, against Syracuse, uh, with them having a backup quarterback, you know, they, they, it was kind of a deer in headlight situation. Uh, but this week they went up against Brandon Armstrong, who's, who's still one tough customer. Uh, I mean, just a huge falling from grace there, you know, with you, whenever you switch up, you know, head coach and offensive coordinator, uh, and, you know, things just obviously not clicking for them this year, but he's still, I, I think still a very, you know, good quarterback, uh, maybe doesn't quite have the, uh, the supporting cast around them, but, you know, Pitt just got to him, got to him early. And that, and that was, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, that was an awful impressive performance by the defense. I'll say it again. That was, uh, the pit D being the pit D line being the pit D line, I think at the end of this year, you could be talking about one of the best units uh, if you're talking about uh, grading and whatnot at the end of the year because they look like who who we thought they could be at the start of the year. It was very, very, very exciting to see. 
unfortunately a little uh, too little too late so uh, Pitt still obviously not playing for any ACC championship appearances uh, but rounding out this schedule in games they absolutely should win this was one of them this against Syracuse with a backup quarterback that was one of them and you know they're capable of beating beating all these teams. I think as long as they just don't get in their own way, which in this game they did not. And and Slovis even went out there and was pretty efficient for the most part, but still, yeah, pretty pretty mid if you ask me. And I'll, I'll speak a little bit about his uh, second half performance after you, but I, n- nowhere near where you hoped he'd be at this point in the season. Well, I you know I'll, I'll say this, and I'll, I'll I. I just think that they don't run the type of offense, you know, that he's really going to come out and put up tons of numbers, you know, and, and yeah, we could critique his play. uh, But, you know, it was, you know, you know, 14 for 24, 200 yards, not great, but, you know, no bad interceptions, you know, no, you know, you know, got rid of the ball when he needed to. I thought one of the biggest things from this game, Allen was, you know, Bub Means and, and Kanate Mumfield doing their part. You know, making some big catches, making some plays when they got the ball. Uh, I thought they they this was one of the one of the few games this year that his receivers really really helped him out. Uh, it, more going downfield, you know, more aggressive. Uh, you know, I I liked what we saw. Uh, again, didn't need to do a whole lot, uh, but what I saw, I thought it was okay. I'm not saying he played great. I'm not saying he had you know excellent mechanics, uh, but I thought for you know. For the situation, I, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, shout out. You brought him up, though. Bub means there too, though. How about how about his performance early yeah. in the game too? He's making big plays. That was good to see for him. You say, yeah, you say about Slovis. He's not in the right system, maybe or whatever. To be fourteen to twenty four though, and just like pretty inefic- inaccurate, all consistently all year. I don't care what offense you're in. I mean, he's just doesn't hit guys uh and and he he's a gets hard to watch sometimes i will say huge improvements from maybe uh the georgia tech game and other horrendous appearances hopefully those are all out of his system he's got two big games coming up that you want to see Pitt win uh so, so you get to the third game and the bowl game and finish off the season proper uh pit against uva though in this game overall you can't ask for anything more, really, because you came out and won the game early. Second half, are you angry they didn't score more? They kicked a bunch of field goals. I'm not. Uh, the running back still went out there, and they performed well. Got Izzy got his his 100-plus. Um, so, really, would you say this is the best pit performance of the season? It it was certainly the easiest win. <laughs> I'll say that. I mean, I don't I don't know if this this certainly to me was not the best the offense looked uh, at times. Um, and you know, but the defense. I mean, my goodness, this was certainly the best. Uh, I, I think they looked. Um, but you know, I mean, it, it it's just a wild situation whenever you get up that quickly on a team and what that does to the team on, on, on the other side, the team that had a losing record, you know, is not going to go to a bowl game. And then, you know, and they're in a situation where, you know, here they go again. Um, but it maybe best, maybe best all around performance. Yeah. Maybe we do need to say that. I'd say, yeah, as, as a total team effort, um, this might be, this might be my, top of the season but I think they still can outdo this easily like you said offense wasn't that great so but overall this was uh probably the best pits looked all year collectively as a team and is that saying much I don't know they're they're a middle of the road ACC team is where they're at this year and uh, a chance to finish off the season um you know just just under those top tier teams in the conference sitting at six and four now Vince bull eligible before we break down Duke uh we're moving forward what what bowl game should I be circling can Pitt play at they can't play in Europe you said so I won't be seeing them in a bowl game um can where where we think everyone's saying pinstripe bowl uh Fenway some other baseball field uh probably still a little too early to make uh that what do we can. want? What's our what's our highest highest achievement we can oh, gun man. for? Um, 
Let, let me pull up some ACC bowl tie-ins, and I will I will get back to you on that. All right, yeah, you pull those up, and we'll we'll because you got to set goals uh, f- for where you want to be. Well, I well, think, go- and, and you adjust those goals throughout the season. Obviously, ACC championship playoff was where it was at, but we gotta we gotta be realistic now. I guess so. Uh, still, regardless, the the goal is to win uh, all, all these games. <laughs> that is, that is the goal, uh, and we will see what happens. For sure. So Pitt beats UVA in uh, a pretty solid top to bottom performance, thirty-seven to seven. Although that score will uh, be misleading uh, when it comes to Pitt's offense and going against Duke this weekend, Vince, uh, a team that could put up points, a team that uh, uh, is surprisingly seven and three. I, I, I really can't believe that is uh, the case. But uh, Duke's only losses to a, a slim margin to North Carolina, the, the top in the division, uh, a slim margin loss to Georgia Tech, a team that's beaten Pitt, and a loss to the team everyone used to love in the Kansas Jayhawks. And then the rest of it has been pretty impressive all year long for the Duke Blue Devils, who uh, are really a, a, a tough opponent. I say thank God Pitt gets them at home this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you you could say that uh, a team that you know Pitt has owned really since since joining the ACC only lost them one time, uh, but this is probably one of the better Duke teams uh, that they're going to go up against. Uh, you know, new coach Mike Elko there uh, has this team you know going pretty good. Uh, I you know they're you know they're. You know, I, I guess a, an efficient team maybe is what you would call them. Uh, they don't make a ton of mistakes. Quarterback Riley Leonard, uh, you know, their their main guy, you know, leading the team in rushing and passing, and and they're they've been that's a good offensive coach there, and, and they're doing pretty well. Alan, you went over their their victories this year. They're not they're not any slouch. Uh, it's going to be a, a tough tough opponent, however. Uh, with the way this defensive line has been playing, Allen, uh, they could really disrupt a lot of the, the things that that Duke likes to do. Yeah, when you're a team that's so heavily reliant on one player to just dictate everything you do offensively, like they are, what is that? What kind of matchup is that you think for Pitt? Because I think against those type of players, the Pitt defense is in a better position uh, than against the team that maybe has. Uh, a pretty good running back and receivers that they're going to try to pick apart versus a team that's going to ask their quarterback to run and gun and dictate everything and be a true like one man show like they ask of Riley Leonard. I think that's that bodes well for Pitt because you get real real run down and tired if you're being asked to do all that against a defense like this. Uh, if you're Riley Leonard, I don't. I, I think this is his toughest test all season long. No matter how uh, good you think Duke's resume is, he hasn't played a defense playing as well as Pitt's defense is right now. Yeah, I, I would say so. Uh, especially you know with how this uh, this this Pitt defense is playing right now, Kalijah Kansi uh, has just been been a monster in there, extremely disruptive, tons of penetration. But I'll even say uh, this guy, you know, guys like Tyler Bentley. Uh, guys like uh, like uh, the TJ Dragon, Devin Danielson, they've been you know tough specifically against the run, much better than what uh, Pitt was at the beginning of the season. Allen, where they were when we were all worried about this run defense, uh, things have really changed here uh, with how they've been playing. Uh, probably getting some better play from the linebacker position as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's you know that's going to be the big thing forcing Duke to throw the ball. Uh, they do have some some decent receivers, Jalen Calhoun. Uh, so it, it's not like uh, there's a bunch of nobodies out there. Uh, you know, Duke has you know, thrown the ball when they've needed to this year, uh, but certainly not their bread and butter. It's going to be an interesting game. Can Pitt can Pitt get Duke off schedule? That's that's going to be the big thing. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about too. Because when Pitt played a team like this, where they're going to be – it's timing, it's rhythm, and it's multiple guys running with the ball. Uh, Georgia Tech beat them. <laughs> and they <laughs> had a bunch <laughs> of yards from a player that I don't think ever had a 100-yard game. In what, uh, so that it's, it's an interesting matchup, too, from that perspective. But uh, who, what was it that had the 100-yard game? Hall? Was it Hassan Hall? Yeah. It hadn't done anything 
for Georgia Tech and just destroys Pitt. Um, I hope we don't see something like that, uh, Vince Pitt, over-scheming to stop one player or to stop uh, Riley Leonard. Uh, you know, they, Like you said, they have multiple players. They're dangerous offense. I think Pitt, Pitt's defense is totally ready for this. I don't know the over-under because, you know, I go in blind into the show. But <laughs> whatever it is, I'm, be- I'm betting the under because I'm really confident in Pitt's defense going into this one, okay. especially at home. Well, I will, I will, I'll give you a little bit of a taste of that, Alan. Uh, the over under the total in this game sitting at 49 and a half right now. Uh, so, yeah, you know, a, a fairly, you know, maybe a low total by college stand, standards. Uh, probably a lot of running expected in this one. Um, but uh, I, I think Pitt's going to be able to have some success, have some success on offense as well. Um, yeah, they, they strung together a couple good drives um, last week. So uh, especially in that first half, hopefully they could do the same here. I'm, I'm interested to see uh, the evolution of this passing offense. I I, I'll say again, I thought they played pretty decently uh, last week. We saw more from the receivers uh, than, you know, we had all year. Hopefully they can continue that. And I I have other questions about, uh, Duke's Duke's team, Vince, because I haven't. I, I'll admit, I, I think I watched them against North Carolina, and I watched uh, their game maybe a few weeks ago against Boston College, but not too much. It's a. Would you say it's a completely different team uh, f- under the new regime, offensively at least? Uh, yeah, absolutely, offensively. Yeah, yeah, more dynamic. Yeah, might be more a little bit more creative. Yeah. So this is going to be a, di- a different. Uh, kind of game against Duke. You said Pitt's own Duke. Um, do you, Pitt offensively going into this game, I don't think is – do you think they're going to be able to run down their throats the way uh, past Pitt teams have done against this team? Because uh, that, that's really, I think, an, uh, a way to beat a Duke Blue Devil team, at least in, in the past. Well, well, I think they can, um, but – I, th- I think they can. Uh, it, you know, they have been running the ball extremely successfully, uh, you know, the past several weeks. Uh, so I would hope that that would continue. Owen Drexel back in there at center. Uh, um, you know, maybe that helped a little bit last week. I've heard, seen a lot of mixed reviews from him. Uh, so, you know, even though they're down a few offensive linemen, they've still been running the ball pr- pretty effectively. Um, but to me, Alan, you know, the big thing is, you know, is those turnovers, you know, that's what killed them, uh, in, in their most, in the, you know, the three ACC losses and, and they're going to be very critical again, the, this week, weekend, uh, Duke t- winning their turnover margin for the year 21 to seven. Uh, so they don't turn it over very much. They haven't had a ton of disastrous, uh, turnover, multiple turnover games, and you know they're they're taking it uh, taking it from the other team a couple times a game, three times a game. So that's going to be uh, that, that's going to be big as we've seen. Uh, you know, if when Pitt hasn't turned the ball over, uh, the offense has been able to do enough uh, and, and not put the defense in any any horrible positions, uh, and they've been able to get the job done. Yeah, and. If you watched uh, Duke on defense, too, I, I'm telling you they're a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. This is a team that I think can stop the run. That's what I'm asking here, Vince, because uh, they, I don't think, have given up 100 yards to uh, any single rusher all year long, or if they have, maybe one or two. Um, so this is, a, this is a big test for Izzy Abanacanda, uh, Hammond, uh, Vincent Davis. This is a, a game that... I mean, you're playing a team that could sc- can score and can stop the run and doesn't turn the ball over. So this not, doesn't need to be Pitt's best game they've played, top to bottom. It just needs to be their cleanest, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say this. Uh, you know, the temperatures for this game, Alan, uh, low 30s, high 20s for this game. It's going to be cold. That ball could be a little slick. Uh, you know, it's always 10 degrees colder at Heinz Field than anywhere else in the surrounding areas. Uh, so we're looking at maybe single digits uh, <laughs> in the teens on, on, on Saturday. Uh, so that, yeah, holding on to that ball is going to have to be very important, extremely important. Guys are going to have to be worried 
or, or not worried, but you know, conscientious of their surroundings. Uh, that, that nobody comes in and, and, and swipes that ball from you. Uh, you know, Israel Banacanda, Rodney Hammond, you know, whoever may be holding on to that ball and have to hold on to it as tight as they possibly can. And I just triple checked that is true. Duke has not given up a hundred yard rusher all okay. season long, Vince. So there you go. Uh, if Pitt's going to commit to the run, they really have to commit to that and not turning it over, not getting penalized, playing smart. And uh, I think the defense is going to put them in position to do that. So this is going to be a close one. We'll pick pick the winner, the score, a little bit later. I I got a good feeling this is going to be a, 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 a raucous crowd, a fun crowd, a big game for the for everybody. Uh, in attendance, and that usually bodes well, I think, for Pitt. Uh, if they're playing against the team uh, with the crowd giving them juice, uh, they could get by, much like that West Virginia game, Vince. I don't know if the last game at home of the year will have the, the feel of the first, but I still have a feeling uh, the crowd will be a factor in this one uh, because the Pitt defense is, is going to be getting people hyped up. I've got a really good feeling for my man Haba in this last stand at Heinz, or excuse me, a creature stadium. Uh, I hope so. I, and I think so. Uh, you know, even the game against Syracuse, uh, you know, th- there was a bigger crowd than what you would have expected. I like to hear that baby. That's, that's always good news. And of course, uh, Pitt's final home game is this Duke game rounding off the season on the road at Miami. Uh, Vince, what do you say we move on then? We got we got ready for Duke. Um, we got we got any quick. I know we got hoops, but you got any recruiting news? Uh, there is some recruiting news. I think that we will touch on in uh, on the Pitternet. Actually. Okay, okay. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna let the the, the Pit fans online. We'll let them dictate, uh, dictate the show. Us yeah, getting getting <laughs> angry about losing recruits and yeah, stuff. Yeah, All right, that's uh, fine. Yeah, that's not, well, we could talk about uh, we could talk about basketball very briefly here. Uh, not good uh, for the Panthers. Thanks. Just absolutely crushed uh, by West Virginia and Michigan. Um, uh, you know that game against WVU. Just tons of foul trouble. Uh, particularly in that first half, multiple guys with two or three fouls early. Um, Michigan, you know, they hung tough, only down six uh, at half, and then end up losing by thirty. Uh, just, I, I don't know. They, they just uh, defensively just not good. And if you pressure this team, they, uh, they turn the ball over uh, way too much, and it, they're just not, uh, it just. Doesn't don't have that you know nowhere to be defensively or you know, they quick enough feet or or what I I don't know it's just not uh, just not good especially going up against a, a strong aggressive team uh, like Michigan who who is who is pretty good you know they're they're ranked in the top yeah. twenty five for a reason but uh, you know Pitt showed in that first half they could try to keep it close there but uh, just just not good uh, we'll see. Uh, there's a game against VCU uh, later tonight uh, as we tape this on Thursday, this this live on tape show. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, they're going to have uh, several easier games, I guess I'll, I'll call them, before uh, uh, before ACC play starts, see if they could get uh, a few more wins. It's tough whenever, you know, you have, uh, you know, a, basically a brand new team almost every year. Uh, guys learning to play together, and that, that's particularly tough on defense. Oh, yeah, that's the name of the game now. So you need confident players who are – you have a little bit of swag. You need to have a little less – if you're not going to have that cohesion, then you need to make up for it in other places, unfortunately. I think Pitt's talented enough. Like you said, the beginning of that Michigan game, I, I watched from Europe late night. I was like, wow. And then quickly was like, I don't know if I'm staying up for this. <laughs> and uh, the foul trouble against WVU, it's, yeah, just uh, I think a team that's going to need to grow, but in college basketball these days, you don't have time to do that. No. So where's Pitt at as an ACC team then with that happening every year? Uh, but we'll keep following along. Yep. And, uh, yeah, VCU starting up here shortly, Vince, so let's rock and roll yep. because I will- I, you hyped it up now. I want to hear what these people are saying online. Yeah, before we do, do get to that, I do want to say Pitt women's basketball, 3-0 and to start this season. A uh, good start uh, for them 
uh, talk about a team that needs to get some confidence. That, that's the uh, those Panthers, and they're 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 doing an excellent job so far this season. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on them. See see if they could continue to improve. But let's let's get to that pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. 316 South Bouquet on Panther Lair. Everything has been straight downhill since Charlotte last year. What a cluster F. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it certainly hasn't been great. Um, you know, a lot of things have happened. Uh, not good. Um, in addition to results on the field, most recently, uh, you know, Kenny Minchie, uh, quarterback uh, recruit out of um, where is he from? I don't have it. Not important anymore. He's not committed to, to the Panthers <laughs> at, at this point. Um, yeah, this was a guy. Uh, not a. Uh, this is an Arch Manning or anything like that. You know, Hendersonville, Tennessee. Pope yeah. John Paul II High School. Yeah, n- not somebody that's not necessarily expected to come in and and you know light it up right away. But, uh, you know, somebody who, you know, a year or two down the line uh, was going to was going to be your guy. And uh, just uh, apparently right now he, he he's he's ha- he's had enough and he's going to be going to Notre Dame. Um, you know, but, you know, all in all, I mean, everybody uh, maybe it was unrealistic to expect this team to just you know, win 10 games every year and, you know, win the ACC every year. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. He, do you think Minchie saw that Marcus Freeman's actually not going to get fired? And now he, cha- he was planning on changing. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a number of factors there. It certainly wasn't the Notre Dame offense who, who barely could throw the ball, uh, probably less than Pitt actually. So I'm not, you know, people are, you know, clamoring about the scheme and, you know, Frank Signetti, this is all his fault. And, you know, we, we've talked about our, you know, issues with him, uh, but I'm not putting this, that one on him at all. This is, uh, yeah, there, there's some higher powers at work here. You never know when it comes to these Cruton stories, but that's a bummer. Uh, the good thing is uh, I'm sure they'll have another player in place, so maybe he'll be better. And maybe they'll get the showdown. When do we have Notre Dame next? Up next on? year, uh, we will be oh, playing the, playing the Irish in South Bend uh, as, as part of a tough uh, tough schedule. Certainly a tough non conference schedule. Um, but that you know that's next year. Uh, I, I you know as, as far as you know every people saying everything's gone downhill. Yeah, it's certainly not as high as what what we were. But I don't think it's all bad. Especially let's see how this season ends up. Uh, if, if, if picking in this season on a roll, I, I think that'll change a lot of people's tune. Especially when you're looking at those defensive recruits. 121 Rum on Panther Lair said, I usually, I usually don't get petty or bitter for a decommit, but this one is pissing me off for some reason. I hope he really fails at Notre Dame. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm with you. Yeah. 121 I, Rum. He's, just, he's a kid, but you know what? He's a kid making uh, adult decisions and, and probably he's getting his back. <laughs> Getting paid, right? Paid yeah, adult so, money, which is legal yep. now. Uh, yeah. So hey, good for him. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I wish all of nothing but the worst for you on the field against Notre Dame, Kenny Mitchie. Especially for when me you're one twenty-one rum. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Don't don't feel petty or bitter. One twenty-one rum on Panther Lair. That's just that's a natural human way to feel. Uh, Yarnell will kick his ass when they when they get go toe to toe or whomever's playing for Pitt. I know it. Uh, Will K on Panther Lair. Slovis will be good in 2023. Better if Signetti is replaced. Bartholomew's not getting the ball because Signetti does not like him, period. Signetti must go. What? Who says Signetti doesn't like Bartholomew? Do you, do you think I, he tells Slovis, okay, run this play, don't throw it to that Bartholomew? <laughs> I, 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 that part, I, I have no idea <laughs> where that's coming from. Uh, but I, you know, I will say it, it, it does seem like Signetti's offense is not necessarily designed to throw to the ball to the tight end. Uh, something I would change. I think that Bartholomew guy is one of your better players. Uh, but you know, the, it, 
I, I'm not thrilled with Signetti uh, this year. Not thrilled with the direction of the offense. Uh, you know, especially how wildly different we've seen it be this year. Um, but it, Slovis, if he comes back, will he be better in 2023? I certainly think that he will. Uh, you know, all, all I'm going to say about this offense is, you know, you had a new offensive coordinator, a, a new quarterback. Uh, you lost your top receiver. You replaced him with two new guys to the program. Uh, several offensive linemen beat up. Uh, maybe that was just too much changing uh, to ask for a lot th- this year. Should they have been better? Should there have been better ex- execution? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I'm as wa- much as I'm not a fan of what of what Signetti has been doing. Um, I'm I'm. I guess right now I'm willing to give it one more try. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one to as mu- as much as talking about coordinators and other teams and when do you pull the trigger on canning them and switching it up. Um, I just feel like, especially with Slovis in the bag for another year, which we don't. Well, we don't know that. We don't uh, know for sure. Yeah, who knows? Maybe someone gets injured and he gets a, g- a good chance to transfer somewhere. With, with more playing time I don't, or, or a better or, or more playing time in an offense he likes i don't know yeah. you never know it's college football um but ideally you just roll you know year to year with the same scheme and ideas and thought process and you grow together and uh it sometimes takes more than a season so i'm i'm of that mindset everyone's impatient obviously you have to be because it's win now all the time but I don't think Signetti has been disastrous enough to say, "Oh, we need to switch after just one year." It, it, it's been a lot of just bad play on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's from really and and offensive line not blocking, quarterback making horrendous throws, and it's not like they're being put in bad positions. They're just not executing. And I think if you watch game tape, you see that from this offense this year. So. Uh, blaming the coaches is easy. Maybe it's not a more a modern type scheme that you want to see. Uh, I could see if that's your if that's your goal. If you're replacing Signetti, it has to be something like wholly different, like something with tons of RPOs, spread wide, really fast and loose. Because if you're not going different, then um, I think he's giving you good good pro looks, uh, smart adjustments, and just asking a lot. He asks a lot, I think, from individuals. And they're just not performing. So that's my take so far in this year under this offensive regime. And the debate will rage on on the Pitternet, Vince, and on this show. So uh, not always going to all agree on how the pit offense looks, but we all agree they need to not be so stupid on the field this week against Duke because you can't make mistakes against that team. No, you can't. All right. Well, that's on the Pitternet and uh, – People on the internet, or is where that's where people actually talk about recruiting. Uh, out in the real world, no, no, you can't really walk into any bar and, and talk recruiting. I, I feel Vince, or walk into any uh, any store, run into anyone. They're not going to talk recruiting. Talking about what's on the field, what you're seeing, and what everyone's seeing, and what they're all talking about is a great D line for the Pit Panthers. Yep. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. How come that defense ain't playing like that all year? Well, you know, you know that a lot of bit people been asking me about that, and you know, I tell them I, you know, I heard from Tommy Don Don Rocks that you know he, he he's, he's he's got family back in Italy, you know. Oh yeah, what's that? You tell him. Oh, uh, you know, Harbor, you took all them guys down you know, down Rome <laughs> over at Tommy's cousin's place. You know, real nice joint, you know, like that one Narduzzi takes all them players down to Crafton, you know. Oh, you mean Serafinos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tommy said there, you know, they, them guys, they just partied too hard over there, you know, you know, with all them soccer players and that. You know, they just haven't been right since. Hey, you watching that World Cup over there in Cutter? Where's that? Hail to pit. <laughs> That's what the answers are saying. Uh, just 
good good to see this defensive line back in form, regardless of what the competition is. There's still two more games left in this regular season. We're going to need this defensive line to to really carry uh, this defense, carry this team. That's what this team was built on, uh, the strong defensive line play. And they're 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 getting it after right now. They're going to need to get after it in this final home game at Heinz Field, Allen. But there are a couple games out west uh, in one of our favorite conferences that we got to discuss. Oh, college football! Don't you tell me not to fight on. It's USC UCLA, baby, and that's what I'm ready for, Vince. Let's do it. Biggest week of the year, even though they're not undefeated. I can't wait for that game. The Horny Toads are looking like they're a playoff bound team. The the the, the race in the Big Twelve, the the gauntlet is really exciting. We've got we've got good good matchups this weekend to talk about. I'm excited. We do uh, number ten Utah traveling to uh, Eugene. Number twelve Oregon in Eugene. Uh, Utah getting. Uh, I'm seeing two and a half right now at, at the Westgate. Uh, two points at, at Seasons William Hill. Uh, Allen uh, Oregon. They blew it last week. They, they absolutely blew it against Washington. Uh, that pass defense just non-existent in in that game. And uh, where was Bo Nix? He, he, I put, I put him on this pedestal. I am the, I am I, the angel of death picking these games well, every week. And well, I, I on thought Bo Nix, I thought he played okay, but uh, you know, it's certainly good enough to win for the most part. Um, but uh, some questionable coaching decisions down, down the stretch. And Bo Nix did get banged up in that game. Not sure uh, his health status. Uh, for, for this game on Saturday night. Uh, if he does not play, Allen, I, I think Utah is winning this game. I, I do. They, they got the better defense, particularly the better pass defense. Uh, if, if, if Bo Nix does play, I think he's a little too athletic for this Utah defensive line and Oregon being at home. I, I think they get the win, but uh, it's going to it's gonna come down to the Bo Nix health uh, for me. No, after that game last week, I... It's so hard. These Pac-12 teams, they, they've got bizarre losses on their record. Um, you you think um, for one one week, okay, you could trust Oregon, and then they go out and they just totally crap the bed like la- last week. So I'm rolling with the team that has disappointed not as uh, recently. So I'm going Utah in this one, Vince, which means they'll probably lose. <laughs> but the team that everyone picked at the beginning of the year to get to that Pac-12 championship – Still alive, still looking good in the conference, and we're looking at uh, essentially. I mean, these teams all have kind of cupcake games next week, so we're kind of looking at a, a Pac-12 championship semifinal this week with these two big games. And I think Utah wins this one, going out uh, thirty-seven to twenty-two. Wow, wow! Uh, there is also Washington is lurking there. They they also have an outside shot at getting this. I I the the, the standings were too jumbled for me to decipher all those scenarios. So so I'm going to just leave that up to. To, to next week and we'll see where the dust settles uh but this game alan that i know we are both very much looking forward to a lot of our uh cohorts in our circles are also looking forward to this one number seven usc trojans a two and a half point favorite uh in pasadena uh against the number 16 ucla bruins uh total of 76 in this game, people are expecting fireworks. Nobody's stopping anybody. Uh, this, this is this is going to be a wild game. I, I cannot wait for this one. Uh, UCLA, a devastating loss last week to, to Arizona. Must have been looking ahead or something. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I am going to side with, with UCLA here. I just feel that their their running attack is, is so good that I, I trust it a little bit more. Uh, than, than USC's passing game. Oh, come on. Jordan Addison's back. Jordan Addison's back and going to have a huge game. Uh, he got his feet wet against Colorado. This is a, this is his coming out party. This is Belitnikoff, Vince. This is gonna the game that's going to make Pitt fans' head fall off USC and UCLA. Do you think I'm the only Pitt fan rooting for USC in this game? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably. Me, well, me and Keaton Slovis, he's probably rooting for his ex, his, his former teammates. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Um. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cheering for UCLA pretty hard uh, in, in this game, and I, I do think they'll win. I do. That it's it's going to be a really really exciting game because you you've got superstars I think all over the field maybe not even NFL in the future but just really good exciting college football players none more than Dorian Thompson Robinson the quarterback for UCLA watching him go toe to toe with Caleb Williams nine of them not neither of them throw interceptions they both make crazy athletic and inspiring plays individual yep. efforts. Uh, so it's going to be really exciting, I think, watching those two guys evade pressure and try to outdo each other with big plays. That's what you're going to see. And if UCLA wins, the difference will be uh, a Jake Bobo touchdown. But I don't <laughs> think that's happening. I'm going with UCLA. Uh, I'm going to go UCLA wins 45 to 42. I think UCLA is going to win now. U- USC, I'm sorry. Yeah. USC fight on 45-42. And wow. uh, fight on, fight on all, all the way. And uh, SC is gonna. Get, so the SC's got the driver's seat. Then if, I know you don't want to win. Ahead, they, they, if they yeah. win, they are in. Yeah. Okay. Good. There you go. And plus, and, and still an outside shot at at the playoff. Uh, you know. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna be fascinating. This game against UCLA, and if they do win that showdown with Notre Dame next week. Uh, but but the game we're here to talk about, high noon, a big noon kickoff on the ACC network, Duke Blue Devils uh, getting seven and a half at Heinz Field here. Uh, I'm seeing seven and a half pretty much across the board, except uh, at Caesars, William Hill, I'm seeing seven, uh, total 49 and a half. Uh, it, I, I, as we said, expected a low scoring game, two teams that want to run the football coach uh even even pointed that out this week he said he's predicting this game to be over in two and a half hours uh we we will see if that that's the case um but you know the way Pitt's defense is playing right now alan i i think it's just going to be too much for duke i I really do i think it's going to be too much for them and and i i do see um you know the panthers being able to score enough not a ton uh but score enough in this game, and I, and I like the Panthers to win, uh, and I'm going to go a score of. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'll say a, a 24 to 10 score. 24 to 10. Okay, so I would love if that happened. That would mean Pitt played one hell of an efficient game, yeah, and probably had no turnovers and. Uh, no panel, hardly any penalties. That's going to be tough to do, considering their track record. They're going to get penalties. I mean, there, there's just yeah, no other way around get it. Theirs. <laughs> they're going to get theirs when it comes to penalties. That yeah, that what I'm worried about in this game is not even that Duke can stop the run, um, that uh, Duke can run the ball, and Pitt's shown that you know at times they can get in. The defense would get in their own heads and and play poorly against run i think the defense has cleared stuff up so it's going to be interesting you see this might be very low scoring uh duke they're leading they're leading sack getter brandon johnson's a db that means they bring pressure with with blitzes and sending guys and more guys than you can handle and we've seen that slovis even uh knowing this ahead of time reacts poorly to all-out blitzes and exotic blitzes so Seeing how Duke does that is a, a big factor uh, to me because that's where the turnovers will play come into play for Pitt on offense, I think. Uh, I, th- I trust the running backs to clear up their issues they had a few weeks ago, and really I'm watching how Slovis reacts in this game. If he could be the difference, Pitt can win easily because if he plays how you assumed Keaton Slovis would be able to play in a game, Pitt is a huge favorite in this, if you ask me, because in the other parts of the field they have the advantage. So, I don't know. I, I, it's the most. It's one of the most unpredictable teams in college football. But they're on a roll defensively. So I'm going to go with you. I think Pitt wins. I'm going to go 21 to 18. Okay, a close one. Yeah, but that definitely means there's like a turnover where Duke scored or something in there, and definitely penalties. Oh, lots of penalties. Ab- absolutely. Um, <laughs> it, this, this, you know, there could be a cheese at bowl berth on the line in this game. Uh, t- you know, two teams, you know, look, looking for, for, 
for a big bowl bid. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Alan, you asked about bowls. Uh, it looks like the, you know, they're not going to get to the, the tax slayer gator bowl. I think that's going to be a little bit too much out of reach specifically. Uh, it depends on what comes around in this playoff, uh, situation, uh, and, and where Notre Dame lurks in, in all this. Uh, but you know, a, a pinstripe bowl, a, uh, a Duke's Mayo bowl, uh, a cheese it bowl, maybe even a Tony, the tiger sun bowl, you know, you know, all in play, I guess, as, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> all food bowls, yeah. all, all, all good snacks. The lunchable bowl. Is that, is that, a I, I'm not seeing the Dunkaroos that. bowl. And I, I think that's a sun belt, uh, tie in okay. at Dunkaroos bowl. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll pay closer to it, attention yeah. to that then next but, week, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't focus on that. Right now, all we could focus on is this this senior day matchup at high noon, ACC Network uh, against the Duke Blue Devils. Everybody got to get down to the stadium. It is going to be a massive game. Uh, Pitt continuing this the, uh, a win streak, continue to keep building on it, uh, stacking wins here to finish this season on a high note. Uh, I cannot be more excited for this game. I, I'm asking you, please, if you're going to the game, be loud. And if you're thinking about going to the game, damn it, go. Because I think Pitt's going to need it in this type of game. Uh, and you want to finish off the season with a streak. Pitt's on one, and they can continue it. Rolling against Duke. Let's go. Let's get this one. Final home game of the season before that big one down south against Miami next week that we're going to talk about right here. Uh, Vince, you got anything left to tell everybody before we're out of here. Oh, just echoing what you said. Be, be loud, be proud, uh, and hail to pit, everybody. At H2P Show on Twitter, if you want to hit us up and you want to email us, that's hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. We thank Pretty Easy Podcast for helping us put this show together. Uh, even though we're all over the world, traveling worldwide, they don't care. They don't care where you are. And they don't care as long as you're down to do a show. And we're do, we did a mean show. We laid down a mean show this week, Vince, <laughs> ready for this Duke game. And we didn't even talk about the meanest man in college football, Max Duggan, that I can't wait to watch. TCU, who they play, Baylor? Yeah. Oh, man, that's going to be rough. That You know that if the Big 12 is going to shoot itself in the foot, it's going to be because of Baylor. Oh, that might yeah. happen this weekend. Yeah. Didn't even get into that. Enjoy all the so many good games this weekend. I can't wait for them all, especially Pitt, Duke. Everybody can't stress it enough again. If you're going to the game, be as loud as you were at that WVU game. We need some more of that. And let's get the win. We'll be meet right back here next week to talk Pitt, Miami. Until then, hail to Pitt, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>